Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Fair Enough Baby. This is a podcast where we get super deep about the superficial. I'm super excited about today's episode for two reasons. Because Bottoms, this, I feel like we've all been like so excited about this movie in like forever. I know that they started promo pretty recently, but like when promo started, everyone I know was like sending me bottom shit on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. So I'm super excited that we actually get to do an episode about this because actually among my friends, I'm one of like the only few people like among IRL friends who've actually like seen this movie. So be excited to discourse about it. But second reason this is exciting is because we have a long-term mutual on here uh do you want to introduce yourself um hi i'm raquel my pronouns are they them that always feels very awkward to say because like it's always whenever we, i do a pronoun circle i'm like the only person who has pronouns that aren't she her and then everyone looks at me and then i'm like okay anyways not the point but um deb is <laughs> deb is great uh life is great i love bottoms i'm also one of the few people i know irl who has seen it i've like been pushing everyone i know to go see it because it's great yeah no bottoms is so fun and i really wish that more people i knew would see it yes i also kind of I mean, maybe, maybe not. I kind of understand that the target audience might not be everyone technically, but for all like my queer friends, I'm like, get in the fucking theater, watch (laughs) Bottoms. Because like, I feel like Bottoms is so interesting to me. Because like for me, watching movies like regularly is such a new thing because uh, movies used to be like really hard for me to watch because they were so long and like my (laughs) attention span was horrible and everything. So there's a period of time where I just stopped going to the theaters but um when I went to watch Bottoms I'm like wait I feel like stimulated the entire time and I feel like it was really interesting because like the kind of jokes that um like Emma Slickman and Rachel Senna wrote were ones that I'm like oh I didn't even know we were allowed to put these on like on like in a big like mid-budget movie like I didn't know we were allowed to say these things yeah I definitely agree what I also like is just like a lot of movies that are trying to aim themselves at a gen z or like young millennial audience are often failing to sort of understand how to talk to people of this like sort of generational group and they just don't know they don't know how to write stuff that doesn't sound like an ai wrote it but um wait rachel seligman and emma said no oh my god Okay, wait. Rachel Seligman and Emma Senate or Emma. You know what? You just mix, just like swap them wait. first, last. It's uh, Emma Seligman and Rachel Senate. There we go. Okay, Emma Seligman and yeah. Rachel Senate. There we go. Um, but yeah, uh, you can definitely tell that they like are actually like the age that they are in terms of the writing that they do because it doesn't sound like it was like 40 year old um producers trying to throw stuff into a mixer and then come out with a product um and also like yeah like definitely this is a movie that like when I was in the theater that I went to and I went to my local indie theater like first of all the whole movie theater was packed which was cool because like you know this the last time 
uh, I went to this same indie movie theater and it was this packed was when everything everywhere all at once came out before it but that was before it was like super big yet but it was like all the movie people who are into movies were going it to see it at the same time that I was but um, I thought that was really cool but it was also like what was really nice about watching it in the theater was like everyone was laughing along like at the right times and I don't go to the movie theater that often like I didn't go to watch Barbie because I didn't want to watch Barbie I didn't like uh, you know like that kind of thing like I am not like I do watch a lot of movies but I don't go to the movie theater that often but it was like just a very cool experience of so many queer people all came queer young people all came together to watch this movie which I thought was awesome so yeah yeah, no, when I went, so I didn't even go to, like, an evening viewing or whatever, so it wasn't, like, seven thirty seven, you know, yeah. the nighttime show, but I went to one that was just, like, I think it was at, like, 4 or 5 p.m., but it was still, like, a pretty packed theater, and I was so shocked because I genuinely, unfortunately, it was, like, I feel like me and my friend is just, there were just gonna be, like, a few of the people yeah. in the theater, but I'm, like, wait, that was really cool. It's, like, actually really cool to be in a theater of, like, people who get the jokes exactly, and people yeah. who laugh at the jokes like at the right jokes yes. and I'm like wait this is a great experience yeah I agree and I it's also um like unfortunately I'm someone who does love to use letterbox and I like just the the interesting thing about it is I like how people are responding as well like there's not like um I know something we had kind of talked about is like it feels like an unfinished draft but in like a good way um, and like, I like how people are reacting and how not too many people are like over critiquing, like this wasn't perfect and this wasn't perfect, but it's also like, I like that it's bringing back the genre that it is of like, we need funny teen or uh, sort of comedies, uh, that don't suck. Um, and like that kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, because I think the main thing I really liked about Bottoms is I just liked how comedically absurd yes. it was. Like, I just love that they were playing around with so much. It's like, because, like, I don't know if, if it was on Letterboxd or if it was a tweet I saw or something, but, like, again, like, I saw it's, like, oh, in the best way possible, someone was, like, this movie is kind of, like, watching a rough draft. And I, like, get that because it's, like, you're kind of watching something. It almost feels, like, experimentally. Yeah. And they're doing jokes and they're making characters that are just so absurd and, like out of the ordinary and it just lets it be as silly as it wants to be and it lands yeah and it's also like so many movies now they feel like very formulaic and honestly when characters are absurd like this it feels a lot more realistic and I really like it because it like these actually felt like oh my god I know someone uh like especially the um Rachel Sennett character I was like I know someone exactly like this I hate her and I love that they did it like we all know whatever her character's name was I I completely forgot but I loved I loved that and like so many characters it's like these are like people that everyone is like oh my god I know someone just like this and the way that they nailed it like that I loved it the like Rachel Senna and um Io Edabiri's character they like it makes sense it makes so it much fully sense makes like sense. I know friend I know like pairs of friends just like that and it's like oh my god I've never been in a friendship like that but I know people just like that so it's like oh my god like yes the um and the 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 teacher guy I he was funny like also like that was he was so funny. He had great comedic timing. I was like, 
you know, that, like, originally I was like, that's a character because it's, like, a teacher character that you don't expect to be that funny, because that, unfortunately, that tends to be what happens in, like, teen comedies of, like, they just get, like, some famous-ish middle-aged actor, but he's, like, not an actor, but he was great. I thought he was hilarious. Um, I Dude, yeah. I don't remember what his real name is or what his character's name was, but he was great. So No, I loved him. So that was Marshawn Lynch. And yes, Marshawn Lynch. I obsessed Lynch. because Marshawn Lynch used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, so everyone okay. knows who he is here. <laughs> and it was like, he's he was excellent and I learned that he improv like most of the movie of his lines That's so, so right. that was just him talking um he's actually like really good at comedy and like improvisation because I also side note I watched him in like the Will Arnett Murderville series where he has like actors improv and one of them was um like Marshawn Lynch and he's actually like really good at it so it was like so good to see him in this movie he was actually just like really funny and I kind of like just like honestly just giggling over all the shit with like allyship and feminism yeah and no i was giggling but also it's like he's someone where like i want to see him in more things like he's funny um i'd seen like a lot of well not like uh havana rose uh i forgot her last name but havana rose leo that's her last name um uh like her i haven't seen but like a number of the the people in bottoms i had already seen and stuff and like them and stuff uh like even kaya gerber like i wasn't expecting to like her character because she's kaya gerber but the thing was she was made for the role that she was casted for and she was she was great um i i'd love to hear more of your thoughts on kaya gerber character oh my god Kaya Gerber's character is so interesting, so, so, I, (laughs) it's, like, on the bottoms poster, I'm obsessed with her pose, where her, like, hand is on Rachel Sennett's, like, crotch, (laughs) and I saw this discourse that was, like, you're telling me this girl is straight, and here's the thing, here's the thing, my thing is, I know you, Kaya Gerber, I was you, like, sexuality-wise in high school, I'm like, you're gonna be gay in college, I know it, I just know it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, def, like, she, I've met people just like her who are like, I love watching gay porn, but I'm not gay in any way. Yeah. No, you were gay. Like, you. Yeah, literally. Like, I like hearing women come, but I don't, like, I'm not into women. And I like looking at women's bodies and they're just so pretty. But like, and there, there is a separate thing you could say about like, all like the, there's discourse about this as well. of Like, oh, like people who are just like very, just much like they have an aesthetic appreciation of women, but don't actually want to sleep with women or see them in a sexual way. But like for Kaya Rose, uh, Ka- I keep on mixing up names, Kaya Gerber's <laughs> character. It's not that it's more of like, I just to me, like, the way her character read, like, she is into women, but doesn't know it yet, or, like, subconsciously knows, but she doesn't know, know it yet, um, and that, and also the gay porn line, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not gay, but I love watching gay porn, like, no, you are, you're, you're gay, okay, like, um, yeah, she, she definitely is going to, like, in a few years, have an appreciation for women that is not just aesthetic, in my personal opinion. I also think it was, like, that was a line that I never expected to hear in anything, like, that is this big of a movie. Obviously, like, Bottoms, it isn't, like, a, like, a hundred million dollar budget movie, but it's still, like, you know, it's still, like, big. Like, people have heard of it, they know 
they know who these people are and I just I really I really liked that they they weren't afraid um Emma Seligman and Rachel said they weren't afraid to write lines like this that like they knew might upset some people and I liked that so i know that whole scene i was obsessed with that whole scene in general just like the whole like all the comments about the porn because i was like wait this is so real i've had these conversations and i can envision these conversations happening but i'm like i can't believe this got written into a script because i was like it's like this is that's this primary scene actually i thought about when i was like wait i can't believe they were allowed to write jokes like this yeah and allowed to like because it's like like you said it's not like a huge huge movie like it's not oppenheimer obviously but i still have not watched that i have not watched oppenheimer. <laughs> i'm so sorry i like i i've had people who are like why haven't you watched oppenheimer that is a movie that i'm going to watch on a plane okay like i have movies where it's like i just i see them come out and i'm like i'm going to watch that on a plane like it, it's oppenheimer i don't know there's other movies but like i just there's certain movies where I'm like, I'm going to watch that on a plane. And that is not how Christopher Nolan intended it. But that is exactly how I'm going to watch that movie. Anyways. A, that would be so funny to watch on the plane. I'm just thinking about it now. Um, but B, even so, the point was that like, even though Bottoms wasn't like huge, huge, you know, it was, I could still watch it at any of like my local theaters. And you can't do that for every movie. Yeah you know so it's like it hit the amcs so i'm like great yeah um i think it might have even hit regal but i didn't go to a regal i went to um my local indie which like i always feel like so like film bro for saying that but i do love my local indie theater and if you have one definitely recommend going to them so anyways also um nicholas galatine hilarious um so funny i like just i actually just had a conversation about this with someone of like convincing her to go watch bottoms and i'm like so like he's just like so funny especially because all of his roles that i've seen him in and i've like seen him in a number of things like yes there was red wine royal blue which like obviously a lot of people have watched i don't even need to talk about this because i have thoughts on it some negative some not mostly negative just because like the acting for a lot of that movie was really hard to watch and not in a good way um but anyways but I've seen him in that I saw him I actually refused to watch the Purple Hearts movie because it sounded too bad I didn't really watch it oh my god I watched like a clip of the Cinderella movie and that was enough for me but I did see him in Handsome Devil which was this um Irish movie that it was kind of indie um I mean, yeah, it was an indie movie. I enjoyed it. But he was, like, kind of... He was a lot younger in that movie. And he was also funny. And I was like, you know, I can can see it. But also, like, I was not expecting his character to be that funny. Like, that was funny. Um, For so many reasons of, like, it's um, satirizing or however you... Satiricizing. Whatever that word is pronounced is. But, like, um, like, how high school jocks are treated and just like jocks in general like football players and basketball players like how they're treated in like colleges and high schools and whatever of like how they're godlike and I just because of the like how they did it was just so funny and like the sleeping with a mom or the the one line of like um where it's like um with the the character who has the shag haircut um who like looks like every um new york city transplant non-binary 
Um, you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Okay, like, that's a very specific description, but that character, um, how he's like, I slept with your mom. And then I was like, oh shit, I actually did sleep with the mom. Whoops. Um, also, I was, like, surprised that that character was, like, canonically cisgendered. Like, that was shocking to me. Okay, so yeah. Um, also, like, what were your thoughts, um, additionally on the Jeff character, played by Nicholas Galatine, but also, um, yeah. Yeah, Jeff was, like, funny. Like, I think they, I like that they kind of just, like, were making fun of it. He was making fun of everything, but the movie was making fun of him, too. And it's, like, it's great. Because a lot of times, you know, what they do with the jock character is just, like, make them excessively, like, mean or rude or whatever. But they just be, they're just, like, really silly with him. And I really appreciate when um, movies do that. Because that way you don't really take them seriously. Because you're not supposed to take them seriously. And it's, like, it was so funny how, like, you know, obviously the whole thing is, like, you know, they people idolize like athletes and especially football and everything but they really put like the idol in idolizing with Jeff and I think that was like just so funny to see like Jeff was like a delight to watch which I didn't expect because to be honest when it comes to Nicholas Galtzine my main (laughs) association I have with him is uh Purple Hearts and that's not a great association to have I didn't I purposely I couldn't watch it I didn't even know it was him I only saw like the scenes of like the the girl from Descendants that's how it like whatever her name is um she had blue hair in Descendants, and I remember her name was, like, Evie or something in Descendants. I don't know her real name. I don't care. But, like, that girl? Um, yeah, no, I saw scenes of her, and I was just like, I can't do this. And then I found out after the fact that it was Nicholas Galatine, and honestly, after seeing him in the things that I have seen him in, I'm like, why would you do this to yourself? Because I know you can act. Yeah, I didn't even watch Purple Hearts, but I saw an ad of it when I had COVID um, on like Netflix because it has like the trailers at the top. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. And then when um, the red, white and blue, whatever the movie's actually called, that movie just came out. I saw the character. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? And then I was like, oh, that's the Purple Hearts guy. And I was like, yeesh. <laughs> but he was like he was delightful in bottoms and though he was such like he a fun character yes, i fully agree about that i also like the havana rose Liu character who i don't remember her name it was like um it was something she definitely had a name but i like can't remember any of the characters names um except um i can remember um what's his name jeff i can remember jeff's name can't remember anyone else but um havana rose Liu, that her character was dating him like that is just so descriptive of like how the most smart gorgeous perfect person a perfect woman that you've ever met is dating the most mediocre guy in the history of ever and that's just like yeah that that was my thought of like really you're dating him yeah no no no. that relationship is really interesting to me because it also just makes me think about all like the combinations of like hot woman and like mid guy or ugly guy or loser guy like and it's one thing in terms of like attractiveness to like date someone who isn't that attractive but it's a whole nother thing of like and honestly that was more of what this was for for me was like you're gorgeous and you're smart and you're a lovely person and you're dating not just someone who is entirely mid but not just mid in looks but mid 
in attractiveness, in personality, in literally every part of life is even probably below mid, but you're still dating him and he sucks. But anyways, I was, yeah, very, very descriptive of real life, honestly. Like, yeah, so yeah. Weird. No, because it's like, I really like this movie in general because there are so many boy losers and there are boy losers in this movie. Um, but like, I love seeing girl loser representation because I exactly. think girls need to be allowed to be losers. Because it's like, especially when you think about like het, cishet relationships, it's always like hot girl and then like mid guy or loser guy. Um, and it's like, yo, yo, like, it's always that combination. It's like, I love seeing some, like, girl loser rap. I think that's just, yes. like, really important to me. Yes, I agree. It was very important. And also, like, wait, was her name Isabel? Yeah. Wait, was that the Havana Rosalie? Yeah, okay. Her character, I liked how, and I think you said this is, uh, like, when we talked about this a little bit before this, of, like, how her care, like, it's a huge thing in terms of, like, gay movies in general, of that it isn't, um, two, it's always, like, two white characters, or if, if it's not two white characters, like, there's always a white character somewhere in there, like, because, and that's, that goes for literally all movies, it's, like, if it is an interracial relationship, then it literally always is a white character, and, like, like, there has to be one, it's, like, almost like it's written in the rule book of if you're making a movie, and there is some sort of interracial romance, there will be a white character, and you can't get around it, but this is, like, also, I, I found, I was so glad that the Rachel Sennett character did not get together with the Kaya Gerber character, because, like, Rachel Sennett's character sucked, she was a bitch, okay, she did not, like, she deserved what she had coming to her, because she, like, needs to have an awakening that, yeah, like, you're a shit person, um, but, I was rooting for the Havana Rose Liu character in Iowa Edibiri. Again, I can't be bothered. Wait, Isabel and Iowa Edibiri. I can't be bothered to remember anything beyond that in terms of names. But I was like, I was rooting for them. I also loved the girl loser thing, but also girl murder. Like, I like, yeah, let there be more girl murder. Yeah, no, it's great. I just love to see girls being silly and doing stupid things yes. in general because we don't get that, you know? And girls are yeah. allowed to do that, you know? Um, I was just, like, I was very much rooting for Isabel and, like, um, Josie, Io's character. That's her name. Yeah. That's her name. Okay, see, <laughs> now I remember. I was just very much glad to see that Io Adebri's character got, like, the happy ending and everything. Yes. I was like, yes! And it's, like, like we were talking about earlier, um, it's so, like, the Hollywood definition of, like, an interracial couple always has, like, a white person, and I'm like, I'm so glad that it was, like, not like that for, like, the main couple. Yes. I was like, I was so oh glad my god, because yay. it's literally, like, I, I can't think of anything, like, I'm also blanking, but, like, I can't think of anything that's made by like a major Hollywood thing and I obviously like as we've talked about like Bottoms isn't Oppenheimer but like it's still like it's big mm -hmm. um, but it's like it's crazy that not only is this a gay relationship but it's also there isn't a white character in the relationship which is like crazy um and also like Girl Loser I like so many things with Bottoms it's like it's like, not only is it one thing, but it's also all these other things that are rarely seen. And the fact that they're all together is, like, awesome. Also, something that we, like, critically need to talk about is how hot some of the characters in this are. Like, 
the only character that I just, I could not find hot off the top of my head um, was Rachel Sennett's character because she pissed me off too much and she reminded me too much of real people. And yeah, like honestly, gave me the ick. Sorry to Rachel Sennett. Um, honestly, like I find Rachel Sennett funny, but because she like always plays characters specifically like having seen her in Shiva Baby and then having seen her in this but having like seen her in those two things like because she plays characters that always like specifically I swear to god are designed to irk me and me specifically I cannot find her attractive I'm very sorry to her but that is just me personally so anyways yeah no I feel that I feel that I feel like all the characters, as you said, maybe minus PJ, Rachel Sennett's character, um, were all like different types of hot, I think. You know, it wasn't like classical like definitions or it wasn't like, you know, monolithic or anything. It was like really cool to see that, oh, these are all really cool people. These are all really hot people. And it's in like different ways, which is such a thing because I think that a lot of times we are fed like a very specific lens in movies like this, especially like teen comedies. Yes, I agree. I also, like, like even though, like, they weren't the center of the movie, I I thought it was, like, it definitely, like, added to the whole thing of that the, um, the football characters were, like, kind of, like, objectively hot. Um, like, even though, like, you weren't supposed to really, like, be focusing on them, Nicholas Galtzine was, like, a little bit too annoying to be hot probably all of the time. Uh, but like, I honestly loved when he, it wasn't really to do with hotness, but I loved the the listening on his Walkman scene. I think it was a Walkman of like, yeah, no, like honestly, like I thought that was great. I was, I didn't think it was hot, but like, I love that. That was great. Whoever thought to do that and have that be how he doesn't realize his car is getting blown up. Like that to me, awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Show stopping. The thing about Jeff, and I love that scene too, the thing about Jeff that got me is it's like, I think he is hot, but to me, he has this like sexless sexiness. So it's like, I can observe from afar and I'm like, I guess so, but not me personally, but I'm still like obsessed with the character. Like, I want to like study you, put you under a microscope. Yeah. Like I didn't find him hot, but like, yes, I want to like eat his brain to like discover what it would bring me not eat his brain that's the wrong wording I want to just like dissect his brain that's how I wanted to word that like I I want to dissect his brain also something that was like a super minor thing but like I thought was interesting because they were like trying to do like a callback to Heather's uh was um when there's the kid that tries to blow up something and then he's like really upset he's like trying to blow up the school and it's also trying to be like a thing about school shooters and school bombings and in general and it's like literally like so stereotypical but I did think that that brought a bit of humor but honestly like I'm kind of surprised that I haven't seen discourse about that but honestly I'm trying to stay away from discourse so maybe I just didn't see it but you should stay away from discourse I hate the discourse and I'm not even gonna bring up the discourse we're gonna just like assume it doesn't exist like I will say, as, like, an adjacent thing, when it comes to, like, new movies that are coming out, I would honestly rather read shitty letterbox reviews than shitty tweets, because the Twitter discourse is horrifying for all the movies that have been coming out this summer. Yeah, and I haven't seen any of it, so I feel very grateful. Fantastic. Oh, also, before I forget, Punky Johnson showed up, of, like, the, the old butch lesbian <laughs> character for Iowa to Bury, who's, like, I think she was her aunt. That was funny, okay? Like, especially of, like, um... 
a lot of people have not, unfortunately, have not heard of uh, Punky Johnson, but she's really funny. Um, she has been on SNL. I think she is still on SNL. She's still on SNL. I don't really watch it. Okay, yeah. Okay, but um, she was on a show called Ghosts, and she was funny. I think she played, like, a, a descendant of one of the characters on Ghosts, but she's really funny, and her, like, little cameo scene, that was funny, okay, um, of, like, her, like, being this, like, chain smoker or cigar smoker. I'm sorry, she wasn't a chain smoker. She was a cigar smoker. Cigar smoking, like, butch lesbian. I love that, okay? Like, she was, she was awesome. Um, that is, that is, Yeah. Um, I also just, I, the, the popular hot girl thing was, like, very necessary because it's, like, but also the thing of, like, oh, you need to be politically correct to be a hot girl now is, like, both true and not true because I didn't, for me in high school, I did not at all have that, but, like, I know that, like, apparently that's, like, the experience now, but, like, I did not have politically correct, um, popular hot girls in high school, but, I mean, it speaks to the times. Back to the point that we were talking about earlier, I love how, like, people are hot in different ways because it really, like, brings um, different things to the table, especially in terms of, like, how teen comedies and raunchy teen comedies are. Like, there tends to be sort of, like, just stereotypically um, hot people. I don't know, like, how to explain it, but it's, like, only the the popular characters are hot on purpose, and even if the actors who are playing the not popular characters are hot, they make them, like, not hot for the movie to make it, like, clear, like, there's a division. If you're not popular, you're not hot. Or they make them, like, have a makeover, which is, like, stupid in itself. But, like, I like the, the representation of different kinds of hot people. Also, like, like, again, with, like, the footballer thing, like, I think his name was, like, Tim or something, the sidekick, the sidekick, basically, of Jeff, who, like, keeps on defending him and is, like, honestly, like, kind of, like, obsessed with him to, like, a gay degree of, like, why are you so obsessed with this man of, like, you, like, everything is, you are obsessed with him. I was obsessed with a scene, it was, like, one of the early scenes, um, at, like, the beginning of the movie where it's, like, um, Josie, like, bumps Jeff in the knee with the car, and then the side character shows up, like, a fucking, like, mother, like, oh my gosh, are you okay, like, baby? Oh my god, it was so funny, but also, like, um, but I, another thing that we didn't talk about that I, like, can't believe we didn't, because I loved it, was, like, at the end credits, they showed, like, bloopers. <gasps> yeah! Hilarious. Like, bring back bloopers, but also, I love that, but also, it was, like, they were showing the different scenes of him being, like, no! Uh, of, like, Jeff being bumped in the knee, and, like, Jeff being, like, overdramatically, like, pretending like he's just been murdered or something, like, his, like, sort of, like, um... Whatever Marco Roby, like the I tone, uh, Tanya, Tanya Harding, that's her name, Tanya Harding, like, he's like basically like the Tanya Harding smashed his knee or something, but really it was like, his knee is fine, he doesn't even have a bruise, like, stop being dramatic, okay, like, he's acting like Tanya Harding Tim, okay, like, no, <laughs> be serious, anyways, it's like, yeah, also in general, I loved the use of, um, bloopers in the end credits because like when do we really get those and also especially uh like I, I also really liked the um Marshawn Lynch like his um his like end credit blooper scenes because like every take was different because he was uh, he like, was improvising yeah it was just so much funnier because like he is just a deeply funny person and just I, I want to talk to him in real life because I feel like he would be very funny 
in real life as well, not just in bottoms. And I also just want to see him improv on more things because I think he's funny. I know. I want to see him in more things. Yeah, I loved his uh, like blooper scene, the one where um, they had like multiple cuts of like after PJ and Josie are exposed and he's like talking to them in the gym. <laughs> And, oh my god, but, like, overall, I love the blooper reel, and I need that back, and I don't know why we lost it. It was beautiful, and I saw people in the theater when I was watching start leaving during the blooper reels, and I was like, you guys need to sit your ass down. Why are you leaving right now? I know you don't have no, anywhere I important to get to. as well, especially, like, I've seen so many people, like, stay in the movie theater because they think there's going to be, like, an end credit scene, like, this is an MCU movie again, which, like, by the way, poisoned so many people's brains into how we consume movies. Like, honestly, like, that is part of the problem of, like, why people struggle to consume movies now, I think, is because, like, they either expect it to be, like, super duper long or have, like, completely unnecessary jokes all the way through and also, like, have an end credit scene, which, like, come on, like... Like, I still remember, I watched the, the Across the Spider-Verse movie, and, like, everyone, I, I didn't want to wait, but my, uh, who I was watching with, they made me wait. But, like, like obviously, like, the animations at the end credits were cool, but it's, like, not actually part of the movie. But, like, everyone sitting and waiting to, like, watch end credits, like, our brains are poisoned, okay? <laughs> Capitalism has poisoned our brains to watch movies in a wrong way, but, like, for bottoms we need to sit i was so upset i couldn't believe like people were like getting up and leaving i like sat my ass down and watched and i laughed and i lost it and i honestly like i want more bloopers i think we when they release it onto streaming or rent or something they they need to release a full blooper reel a hundred percent i want i just bring back bloopers that was such like a delightful part of the movie like from beginning to end that movie was excellent and topping it off with bloopers at the end beautiful i want more exactly exactly and i also think my final thoughts are we need more movies that like have hot people but are also like queer as fuck but also like are are really funny um that and also just like in general we need like more absurd movies we need movies that aren't just like following like a specific formula because what bottoms like my my biggest overall thing about it is that it's so different from other movies and that it's not just trying to do one thing it's trying to do a lot of things and even though at times like it isn't perfect it still does it and it does it well uh even if it's not perfect and it still is like really just an enjoyable movie to watch and it's like people just need to watch it it's great like even if you aren't necessarily the target audience you're going to find it funny because it is just it's funny yeah yeah yeah. no it's great and i guess my last thought is just we need more absurd film in general but i want some more absurd comedic queer film especially like we don't need absurd movies that are just um like uh basically like jerk off material for like the the oscars and stuff like that and like various awards we need movies that are just enjoyable to be enjoyable you know like we don't need to make the same movie over and over again oh like being absurd just to like get attention which like yes bottoms might do it sometimes but like i what i like is it's not just being absurd to try to win an award it's being absurd because it's also trying to bring people delight and joy and laughter so the that that's my final thought i know i think it's just because a lot of people are like what does this movie mean what award is it gonna get i'm like sometimes you just need to enjoy things exactly you need to enjoy things and bottoms made me enjoy life and made me laugh so i am very pro bottoms watch bottoms 
Bottoms was excellent. If you haven't seen Bottoms, you should watch Bottoms. And if you've watched Bottoms, you should watch it again. Yes, exactly. Watch Bottoms again. 